Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. When the time comes to plan your next big getaway, know we got a destination idea for you. Orlando. Just think about it. The thrills at their 15 world-class theme parks, followed by awesome outdoor adventures, amazing food festivals, and top-notch dining spots. Orlando has all that and much more than you'd expect. In Orlando, anything is possible if you can imagine it. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. That's visitorlando.com for everything you need for an amazing getaway. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Tory Holt. Super Bowl champ with the Rams when they beat the Titans is watching this Rams team. He will tonight. He joins us live. Seven-time Pro Bowl. Uh, you know, when you watch Cooper Cup, and you, how are you, and you watch Stafford, I was talking to you during the break about Stafford and McVay and Cooper Cup, and it doesn't have the dynamic sort of qualities that your offense did. But let's, like, talk Cooper Cup, for instance. You should be in the Hall of Fame. He has qualities that are hard to explain. He's always open. It doesn't matter if it's press coverage. It's zone. When you watch Cooper Cup, what do you see? I, I see a really skilled, um, talented wide receiver, uh, Colin. You know, I've been watching him since he's joined the Rams. Look, I, I think people really don't understand the size of Cooper Cup. And I've said this before on your show and on other shows. He's 6'2", 205, 8 pounds. He's not a small guy. So you just can't really get up to the line of scrimmage and bully him. And then if he and then if you play off, he has the size to be able to run through uh, bumps and jams. And then he he can he can separate. And he has unbelievable hand-eye coordination, Colin. I said that to you. His hand-eye coordination is unbelievable. He has a really good skill. He's like a ballerina playing the position. We're watching someone really working to master the craft of the wide receiver position, and we're so happy to have him there at the Rams. And then Puka Nakua and the other wide receivers get an opportunity to spend time with Cooper Cup every single day to see how it's done, to see how it is to be a professional athlete, a professional wide receiver on the day-to-day basis. He's a guy that sits in the front of the room in, in, in meeting rooms. He takes pertinent, really good notes. He shares the information. And then lastly, Colin, one of the things that I like about this football team and what I like about our Rams receiver room, it reminds me a lot of the greatest show on turf, our receiver room. We really enjoy watching each other have success. 
and you see that when you watch this football team. They block on the perimeter. When you see Kyron Williams have those long runs, the wide receivers are out on the perimeter making blocks, getting guys down on the ground, really playing unselfish football. These, these guys enjoy each other's company. They enjoy each other's success. So you, Kurt Warner, was part of that Super Bowl-winning team, and he was bagging groceries, he was playing in the Arena League, <laughs> and Brock Purdy, similarly, is unheralded. Now, Kurt's, I think, yeah. a little bigger than uh, uh, Brock, uh, but they're both shocked the world. Um, and a lot for a while, nobody gave Kurt credit. It was Torrey Holt, Isaac Bruce, it was Marshall Falk, right? Did you know, did you know when you watch Purdy, do you think to yourself, oh, that's Kurt? Did you know instantly, no, Kurt's Hall, this, this is not just us, it's him. Yeah, you, you know, it, for, for Kurt to have the success that he had, and he went on and he won MVPs, but he had really talented guys around him. Actually, he had Hall of Fame players around him. So that helped elevate his game. He certainly helped to elevate our game. When you watch the San Francisco 49ers, Brock Purdy, out of nowhere, right? But when you look at his skill sets, when you look at his deposition within the pocket, when you look at his mechanics, when you look at the type of offense that they run, the creativity that they run, they put him in his sweet spots in order to excel. And then he has Christian McCaffrey, as you see there on the screen, who is dynamic. Marshall Falk, Christian McCaffrey. When you look at Brandon Ayuk, you look at Debo Samuels, you look at George Kittle, you look at Greg Jennings. They have so much talent on this offense. They got a guy that can get it to him, and then they got a coordinator in Kyle Shanahan that can drum up any play to make sure that his guys are getting the football again in their sweet spots, making big, explosive plays. I love what Brock Purdy is doing. Like I said, I love his vision within the pocket, his poise within the pocket, his ability to deliver the ball where the guys can run through it and still have run after the catch. So, a lot of talent, a lot of skill that Brock Purdy certainly is illustrating, but he also has really high-level, all-pro talent around him. You know, Tyreek Hill recently listed you as one of his top five receivers, so Miami um, plays Dallas this week. I, I have said this before. They're a little like the speedboat of the league. Uh, I don't know if they're built for choppy waters, but when, it's, when they're going <laughs> just on speed, they're a handful. Tyreek, no Tyreek, and I'm not, I'm not sure. Daryl Green, the corner for Washington, had like Olympic speed. Uh, Tyreek Hill has like you know you're talking about in a league full of fast guys. Uh, they're 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 Deion Sanders. They're next level fast. But when you watch Tyreek Hill, do you think he runs good routes? Do you think they use him properly? Is it just all raw talent? What do you see with him? No, it's it's raw talent. They use him properly, and he's extremely fast. He's the fastest player in the National Football League. And to answer your question is about his routes. He's gotten better as the years have gone on with his route running. And he'll tell you that. That's why you're seeing the explosion of catches. You're seeing the explosion of big plays, explosive plays. You're seeing an explosive guy in terms of yards. If Tyreek Hill, because of the way uh, football is played on the defensive side of the ball now, he can penetrate defenses easily now, way easily than what it was when we were playing. And with his speed and his ability to run routes, and then Coach McDaniel, who does a heck of a job of play calling, pulling these guys again in their sweet spots, his numbers will continue to climb. I think, I don't know if he reaches 2,000 this year, Colin, but I think here in the near future, he reaches 2,000 yards as a wide receiver because of the the talent that he has. He has a quarterback in Tua that could get it to him. He's got a play caller that 
calls sweet plays for them. And then Tyreek has the unbelievable ability to get past guys. The speed is scary. It scares guys. He can take off the top end of defenses. He can catch hitches and take them 80 yards. Just a phenomenal talent with a tremendous amount of speed, and he's continuing to get better at route running, continuing to get better at his craft. You know, Julian Edelman said something on our set about a month ago. He said, you know, even though it was often the same players, he goes, every Patriot team was different. Um, you'll, mm. lose, you'll lose a coordinator. You'll lose a good blocking tight end. Uh, you'll lose a good guard. You'll gain an edge rusher. He said, you think, oh, it's, it's Brady, it's Edelman, it's Gronk. He said, it's not the way it works. Every team has a different personality. Some guys, after they get paid, they don't quite put the work in. Some guy, you bring a free agent in, he disrupts the locker room. And so Philadelphia lost some key players, and they're not the same team this year, though very good. Go back to your Super Bowl winning team. You know, why didn't you win three straight? Talk about when you have a great team, as Philadelphia did last year, win a championship or not, they got there. That every year, even though it was many of the same guys, the next year it's not quite the same. Yeah, it's it's a challenge. You know, they they, they have when you when you look at the Eagles, they have a lot of the same guys returning from that team last year. But the difference is their their coordinators are different. There's been a change in coordinators. And then also, I do a show every Tuesday morning myself and Solomon Wilcox Wilcox on on Sirius XM NFL Radio, and we talked about this. I believe that the Philadelphia Eagles, because they're getting everybody's best every single Sunday. Yeah. They're playing a Super Bowl every single Sunday. They're going through a, 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 a series here now of mental and physical fatigue. It, it happens. It is challenging to get up every single week to play your best. And that's what they're getting. And you're seeing that. They're not running the football as well as they once were. You see Jalen Hurts is having some issues within the pocket. As you see there, he's missed A.J. Brown. They are not connecting on some of the most, some of the explosive plays that we were seeing from A.J. Brown earlier in the year. They're not stopping the run. They're not really good on the back end. So there is some issues there that they're certainly having, but I think their number one issue is mental and physical fatigue. They got to work through that. They obviously have made a change with the defensive coordinator, Matt Patricia, yeah. coming in and now calling plays. I thought last week, uh, in that game, uh, they did some good things. They yeah. didn't give up big explosive against the Seahawks against the Seahawks until later in that game when they decided all of a sudden they wanted to go one on one with Bradbury against those talented receivers from the Seahawks. But the the, the Philadelphia Eagles certainly got some issues that they got to work through. But again, as I mentioned, Colin, number one, mental and physical fatigue. You're seeing that with the Eagles. Finally, Dallas is one of the strangest teams. They're dominant at home, and then they can be awful on the road. Uh, and I, Terrible. I mean, it's hard to explain. Um, you know, I've said for years, you see this in college and pro sports, they'll be glamour franchises. And when they win, everybody, all shows like ours talk about them. And Dallas is one of those franchises. They go on a three-game winning streak, and everybody heaps praise. They get on that bus in Buffalo, and they get off it, and they're not ready to go. That's the only – I've always said Texas football has a little bit of that. When they win, they're the topic, and everybody yep. loves Texas. We fall in love with them again. What do you make of Dallas's performance in Buffalo? What was that? Why was that? They got beat down. Uh, Buffalo dominated both sides of the line of scrimmage. They, they actually was pushing the Dallas Cowboys around. And, look, when you think about the Dallas Cowboys in that front, obviously with Makai Parsons, and you think about – 
uh, Smith over there on the offensive side of all their, their left tackle. These guys were being moved around on the line of scrimmage is what I saw. And then this guy right here, James Cook, they had no answer for James Cook. And, and big shouts out to Coach Brady, the new office coordinator there with Buffalo and how they're using James Cook. James Cook is leading all running backs from scrimmage. Uh, scrimmage yards the last four or five weeks, no one's playing better than James Cook. He's running it in between the tackle, running on the perimeter. He's running it in between uh, the guards. He's catching the ball out of the backfield. Yeah. As you saw there, that touchdown that he caught, that was an all-hands grab. I'm thinking whether, I'm thinking he may be on the all-hands team of mine here real soon if he keeps making grabs like that. But Buffalo is hella talented. Yes, they are. But Dallas, they do not play well on the road. That's why it's important for them. They got to try to win out to see if they can get some games at home during yeah. the playoffs because they're not good on the road. But look, Dak Prescott coming into this week, last week, coming into last week, was my leading candidate for the uh, MV, the league MVP. I still have him up there. 22 touchdowns since week eight. I mean, you can't just throw that out. You got to really factor that in. But they got to win more. My four MVP candidates going into the, re the final part of the seasons, Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy, uh, Christian McCaffrey and Lamar Jackson. But the yeah. Dallas Cowboys has got to get their road situation handled because they may have to go on the road in the playoffs and they got to win. Yeah, they do. Detroit, Philly, Tampa, they can go in all of them. Uh, Torrey Holt, seven time Pro Bowler. Good talking to you again. No doubt, Colin. Thanks for having me. Happy holidays, everyone. Peace. Yep. Yeah, they're, they're, Cowboys are a glamour franchise. Texas football is a glamour franchise. And I think sometimes at the NFL is getting younger. Young players watch shows. They hear about it. They go online. They hear how great they are. And it's uh, Dallas is a glamour, glitzy, sparkly town. And that's a glamour, glitzy, sparkly franchise. It didn't show up. You could tell from the second drive. You're like, nope. They're not, they, this is not going to be highly competitive. Uh, back in a second. Bruce Feldman will stop by. We got some Jim Harbaugh thoughts. I have a great parlay for you this weekend. Thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, use the code HERD. That's me, H-E-R-D, when you download the app. And that takes under two minutes. Here's my parlay pick of the week via DraftKings Sportsbook, and we had a very good week last week. I'm going to take the Jaguars plus one, getting points at the Bucks. Tampa Bay has been a good story. Jacksonville's a better team. I get a quarterback edge off an ugly loss. Cowboys plus one and a half at the Dolphins. Miami struggled with physical teams. Dallas didn't look like it against Buffalo. They'll be ready to be physical. And I'll take the Broncos at home minus six and a half again off an ugly, disappointing loss. They'll circle the wagons and beat a Patriots team that is pretty lifeless. If you want to take the herd parlay, check out DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up quick. New users. Use the code herd when you download the app. H-E-R-D. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. See show notes for full details. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. 
Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. We're getting closer, baby. Washington, Texas, Michigan, Alabama. This morning, I would take Texas in a shootout, Michigan by a field goal. I don't know if I feel good about that. A lot of people like Alabama. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. All right, we, I know there's a fantasy football playoffs this weekend, a lot of gambling. So the latest is Tyreek Hill is at practice today for the Dolphins. That is massive and enormous. Uh, obviously, him playing against Dallas would be huge. Also at practice, Teron Armstead, Xavier Howard, Mostert, Achan. They're getting healthy, Colin. Uh, Miami needs the win to stay atop the AFC East. Mike McDaniels made it clear he wants his team to stay focused on this game. I instructed the players to um, anything other than ta- uh, concern yourself with um, the the next opponent, which for us is the Dallas Cowboys, and and any other narrative, all that stuff. Um, I, I gave them the clearance to tell all members of the media to, with all due respect, f off. <laughs> with all due respect. Um, because all we're focused on is the Dallas Cowboys, and uh, they they definitely deserve our attention. I think Dallas going to walk in there and push them around for three and a half hours. Push them around. You know my rule? I have one rule betting. Well, I have two rules. What are they? Anytime a team is favored by minus four, bet them. Minus four is the magic number. Vegas is like, no, it's not. Because Vegas wants to make everybody a field goal favorite. Once they give to four, they're like, that's clearly a better team. Rams were at minus four. Now it's down to three and a half. But if you bet Rams minus four, that was the play. And my second rule is a talented team that gets physically humiliated on TV in a standalone game. 
or a big the big national game. Always the following week plays great. As long as they have like players aren't injured. Dallas is going to play one of their better games of the year. Let me ask, did did Buffalo put anything defensively on the field that totally confused Dallas cuz they did not look like the home Dallas offense? And if that's the case, did Vic Fangio pick up anything and say, "Oh, look what Buffalo did. Dallas well, got put in a body bag. They couldn't move the football." I think Buffalo has proven over the last three years they're a much better team than Miami. They were missing two defensive starters. Like I didn't. Deep Buffalo's defense ain't great, Colin. I mean, the Eagles went up and down the field, thirty-seven points against them. I know it was overtime. I just, I think I'm on Miami here. We're opposite sides, right? It's, it's okay. It'll happen every now and then, you know. I'm saying it could be a blowout, Dallas. You think Dallas blows out Mike McDaniel in Miami? I think it's very... You guys all fall in love with these internet memes and these internet videos. They don't mean anything. Uh, what are you... Are you talking about McDaniel's video? Yeah, just, Dude, did you watch it, though? It was fine. He's cool. Come on. He's fine. I like him. He's fine? I don't think I don't think that that's worth a, a point in a game. I, I know it's getting a little granular, but this whole, like squirrely, nerdy dude from Yale. Like, the way he's talking to the players in the meeting and the way they're respecting him and the way Miami's responding, I think is phenomenal. I think it's a great story, almost underplayed. You like the Bills Super Bowl? I mean... Right now, Niners-Bills Super Bowl. Buffalo-Baltimore AFC Championship. Kansas City with a shot. You don't even want to see where, who has home field, none of that. I don't really need that. You don't think there's a difference Baltimore hosting home versus field. Miami hosting? No, I think home field advantage is worth a point and a half. It used what, to be what's three. What's the buy worth? You're telling me a buy in I don't January? think a buy is worth anything. Oh, stop For it. For an old team, it's half a point. What is a buy? If I have a young football team, like if I was the Rams, they're not going to get one. The Rams are an older team, buy. But if I'm Kansas City, I want those young receivers out playing. I do not want to buy unless Travis Kelsey's dinged up. I, I think people are getting too swept. Maybe not you, but in this whole baseball playoffs, you know, the teams that got the bye, Didn't they all well. floundered. But I think that's irrelevant. Football's a different sport, and these guys in the trenches could love a week off. Remember, if you had the early bye, like week five or six, you've been playing every single weekend since then. You're beat up, exhausted. This Miami offensive line is a mass unit. If they can get a week off and get healthy, similar to Buffalo, they got these nicks and odds and ends. Like that bye week, I think is if San Francisco gets it, game over in the NFC. They're, they're, nobody's stopping, them, right? We got a long way to go. Jeez. Okay, well, right. you, you watch one Mike McDaniel internet video, and you got this team. I as the... can't stand the Dolphins. They are the least te- the team I like least in the NFL because I'm a Jets guy. Ah, I'm sorry, second least. The New York Giants are. I can't stand them at all. But I've never liked the Dolphins, and uh, now I'm back at them. Uh, next story, Steelers receiver George Pickens, Colin, got called out. Remember, we talked about this earlier in the week. Him and Deontay Johnson have basically not been blocking for teammates. And, and Pickens came out and said he, he didn't want to get injured, which is a joke. Mike Tomlin has chimed in on the Pickens situation. Here we go. George is a, is a talented guy, um, but he's growing and growing in a lot of ways. Uh, in regards to football and life. Um, we don't run away from that. We run too bad organizationally. When we draft guys, we're committed to being a component of their growth and development in all areas. Um, as I mentioned earlier this week, um, he is very much a work in progress. When you're winning and doing your jobs, and a lot of the attention and so forth is on things such as that. When you're not doing your job and losing, you better keep your damn mouth shut mm. and understand that that tracks a certain type of attention as well. And usually that's vulture-like attention. Oh, boy. 
not happy. They, in the last seven, eight years, but Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, the wide receivers, it just feels like a little bit of a loose ship. Okay, how do we apply this uh, to this weekend against the Bengals? Hold on. First team to see Jake Browning twice. Remember, Browning was putrid against the Steelers in I the like, first meeting. I like Pittsburgh. Well, Pittsburgh's down. It looks like their top three safeties, Minka out. Um, this Pickens drama. You like Pittsburgh, huh? Well, I think there aren't they a two point dog or something like that. Yeah, at home. Yeah, they're a very good home dog team. I, I like I like Steelers too. What is what's the face on the Bengals fan back here? What does it look like when we say Steelers? <laughs> I mean, he he's he's like you with Aaron Rodgers. He's got them slotted for the oh. next ten years as a playoff team. <laughs> <laughs> Final story. Um, ah, shoot! Thursday night football. I love to say, listen, this is a big game. Like. Last Thursday, last couple Thursdays, you've had some crap games. Well, the Dallas Cowboy uh, Seattle game was good. That was a good Thursday game. Was that a Thursday? Yeah, it was Thursday. It was a good game. Oh. What was the one last week? I've already forgotten. They all just tumble. I think it was Patriots, somebody. Patriots Steelers, maybe? No, no that was... it was bad. This is, a, this is a pretty good matchup. This is a. Oh, oh the Chargers uh, got locked by 70. That was brutal. Yeah, that game didn't mean anything. Both teams are done. This game means a ton. For both. And the, the money on the Saints, I don't get it. I don't get it either. Coaching advantage. McVay, huge. Right. Quarterback advantage. Uh, Stafford, Saints huge. defense is banged up. Sa- Saint, I know. I, I, at minus four, I thought it was my second favorite bet of the week what to the Cowboys. What are we missing here? I don't know. you got to respect the six-figure money that's coming in on the Saints. Well, I tend to like offensive coaches on short weeks more. I think they're – I think – so I, I like – I thought the Rams at minus – but my favorite bet of the week was the Cowboys pick them. It was pick them for about half a day. That was my favorite bet. My second favorite was Rams minus four. But now, the Rams don't have a home field advantage. It's probably worth half but a it's point. it's not like there's a billion people coming from New, uh, Louisiana here no. Christmas week to go to L.A. I don't see that. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's like a big Saints. I, the, the thing I would worry about with the Rams in close games, they don't have a kicker. Special teams has is been that, a disaster for them. Um, Chris Olave is back for the Saints, which is big. He's like... Their real, their best receiver. Maybe um, that's why the lines moved half a point. I don't know if he's worth half a point. He's but pretty good. He's pretty good. I just if you, if Aaron Donald can take over this game and get in Carr's face, you know Carr gets the happy feet in the pocket, gets a he little does. skittish. What, uh, let's put a score on it because we almost let me let me. Uh, there, I think we almost nailed the Monday night score. We both of us had it by like a three point game. I'll go. Give me give me Rams twenty eight twenty three Rams. I'll go 23-17 Rams. Oh, you think it's so? We both scoring. have Rams covering. That, that's a bad sign. A lot of times, though, on I don't know this to be true, but remember the Seahawk Cowboy game, the shootout. It was yeah. on a short week. It's hard to be physical. So who's more likely the, to not show well, up the defense? You, I'm going to take the better offense. I think on a short week, the Rams have an advantage defensively because they're young. Young guys bounce back fast. It's a very young Rams defense. And then offensively, if you give me a short week, I tend to think the defense suffers because defense is about physicality. These guys wake up. Veteran players woke up this morning for the Rams and Saints. They're still sore. And so it's not going to be a great uh, – some of these Thursday games, you get some wild shootouts if you're if you're capable. Like that Cowboy-Seahawk game. Those teams didn't want to tackle. I mean, that was just like, hey, let's go play seven-on-seven football. I get a young Rams defense that probably recovers pretty quickly, and I get a brilliant offensive coach. So I, to me, if you if you tell me it's a little bit of a shootout, that's where I like the Rams a lot. I, Saints have covered two weeks in a row. They're, they're figuring things out. I mean, they faced Bryce Young 
and then DeVito last week. And for the record, that Bryce Young game, Carolina should have won that thing. Carolina was in it. I, I had Carolina like I, an I, idiot. I got, I got, I yeah, had. That was, yeah. Go Rams. J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. A lot of stuff going on. Yesterday was signing day in college football. I was hanging out with Chip Kelly. By the way, a lot of discussions. I can't unveil all of them, as you know, J-Mac. I will tell you, though, I did ask Chip about Jim Harbaugh as a human being, and he likes him. He said he's a lot of things, big personality, big, big persona, but he likes him. He likes him. Probably wouldn't mind him getting out of college football and going to the NFL because now Chip Kelly's going to the Big Ten. So I'm sure he wouldn't mind Jim going back to the NFL, but he liked him. Had nice, to see him. nice things to say about Jim Harbaugh. Uh, Bruce Feldman's around the corner. It's the Herd. One more Herd? The Herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search Herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. 
If you're ready for an epic family vacation, there's no better place than sunny Orlando. Exciting thrills, never-ending food festivals, fresh new dining experiences, outdoor adventures, and Florida's natural springs, and so much more. Orlando has it all. And Visit Orlando's vacation planners can help you plan the perfect trip. In Orlando, anything is possible, if you can imagine it. And that's what makes Orlando unbelievably real. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. Make sure you play this week's Fox Super 6 free-to-play game. Download the Fox Sports app and enter for free for a chance to win your share of $10,000 in weekly cash prizes. Bruce Feldman of The Athletic. He'll be covering the Rose Bowl matchup for The Athletic. Written about a lot of interesting stuff these days. He's their guy on college football. Let's start with a game that is fascinating because usually in college football, we get a sense early the usc teams the borough lsu team the great alabama teams georgia you're like that's the best team this year it's felt like a lot of michigan i've never felt that about alabama but yet everybody i talk to likes alabama over michigan because of the improvement of the quarterback and i and i keep saying yeah but when you look at college football natties you kind of sense by week four that team's different but is michigan vulnerable here well, I definitely think they're vulnerable, but the the thing to keep in mind, and I talked to all these coaches who played both teams, this point spread is saying Michigan still, and everybody else is saying, oh yeah, it's like they talk about it, like Alabama should be a 10-point favorite. I think a lot of that has to do with the last impression. They saw them at their best against Georgia, and look, they match up better against Georgia than most teams because that's the same you know, basically tree that Nick Saban and Kirby Smart are tied to. And Georgia was banged up a little. They were, and I thought you saw this is the best their offensive line for Alabama had played. But the other side of it, you know, Michigan, you have J.J. McCarthy look really good in the beginning of the year. He was banged up from the Penn State game on, and I think you saw them play the best defenses, you know, best ranked defenses in the country, whether it was Penn State number one, then Iowa in the Big Ten title game, certainly Ohio State has a good defense. So I think a lot of that kind of factored into it. What people probably didn't watch they may have seen the Georgia game for Alabama. They probably didn't watch the week before when Auburn ran for 250 yards and had them on the ropes. Should have won. Right, Should have right. won that game, right? And so I definitely think this is a talented and really deep Michigan team. They're really good. I don't know if they have any big stars. Blake Corum is a terrific running they're back. They're not going to beat you over the top much. And they're not, you know, they really don't even try. Now, Colston Loveland is a weapon. He is a tight end mismatch problem. Roman Wilson's a really good receiver. But on the other side of the ball, on the other side of the field, it's not like you have a really dynamic quarterback, but these aren't there's no Devontae Smith or anything close to that at Alabama. There's nothing, no Derrick Henry or Mark Ingram on this Alabama team. They're really riding with, you know, Tommy Reese, the offense coordinator, has done a really good job with Jalen Milrow, highlighting what he does and pulling back the things he doesn't do well. I mean, this is going to be an in the trenches game, though. So I've seen Washington live. They are about as well coached as any team in the country. It's very McVay-like. A lot of movement, a lot of motion, NFL receivers, um, O-lines got pros, and, and Texas has better players, but Texas has a huge issue on their perimeter defense. This has upset written all over. I also feel historically, uh, and I love Sark, uh, historically, um, you get a veteran coach in there in these bowl games, a Lou Holtz and Urban Meyer. You know, these are, this is a Chris Peterson. 
Like that extra three or four weeks, they can bring out all sorts of tricks. I think I like Texas. Would not be shocked at all if Washington won. The, all those things I would agree with. The, the challenge, I think, and this is from talking to coaches in the Pac-12 who were, you know, some line coaches who were very blunt about it. You don't see a dominant interior defensive lineman in this league. And now, Texas which, has two of them. Yeah, UCLA had the best defensive line, and Latu, their edge rusher, is a, was a problem for everybody. But they were not elite in the middle of the defensive line. Nobody was. Texas has... Byron Murphy and Devondre Sweat is a 360-pound oh, no, monster. He's a first-round guy. Yeah, and as good as the tackles are at Washington, and, and they're considered the two best tackles in the Pac-12, inside they're a little small. They have a young center who's a good athlete and a good player. How well will they hold up? Will they be able to get pressure on Michael Penix? Because as you said, the receivers are so good and they take shots downfield a lot more than anybody yeah. and those are slow can be slow developing plays so will they be able to get the pressure will they will that be a gift a difference maker for for texas yeah this is in in in, in history of the playoff i feel like these are the four best teams i thought oregon was and then washington disproved it but i i feel like i I think I would be a little surprised if Washington won a national title. And then I think to myself, two pro tackles, three pro receivers, pro quarterback, great coach. No, I wouldn't. Washington's defense is situationally pretty good, but it's not overall great. I, this, to me, we're going to a 12-team playoff. And when Florida State got left out, my overarching feeling was the, the committee said, hey, we don't have to worry about next year argument. We're going to a 12-team playoff. And for a lot of different reasons, I think they just said, this is our final one. Let's just put the four best teams in. Were you ever bothered by Florida State being left out? I was from this standpoint. You know, the games have to matter. They were 13-0 in a Power 5 conference. They played two SEC teams who are normally really good. They did the best job. Uh, defensively, I think they were really good. Yeah. They did the best job of anybody against the Heisman Trophy winner. That game was 45-17 to with a minute left. Yeah. 45-17, to they were blowing them off the field. It's not their fault Florida isn't very good right now. So they scheduled those games. They won all those games. The committee hung on to, well, the third-string quarterback didn't look very good against Louisville. All right. You know, like he probably wasn't going to start in the playoff anyway. Now, people are going to say, OK, they're going to probably get blown out by Georgia. Most of the players that they have are not playing in that game because they've already opted out. Keon Coleman, the best receiver, Jared Verse, the best defensive player, their top running back. Those guys have all already opted out. And I get why, because the committee has basically said to them, you know what? You went 13 and 0. It doesn't matter. The games, I still think in college football, always had to matter. Now, they don't matter as much as, well, what we think. You know, I'm sorry that, that you know, ESPN doesn't want blowouts in, you know, in the playoff because we've <laughs> seen it. But it's like, it's not supposed to be, oh, what's going to give us the best TV matchup? It really should be about, I thought, at least with a four-team playoff, who are the most deserving? Now, at the end of the day, you know, this is going to move on, like you said, to a 12-team playoff, and this will be a moot point. But yeah. for this year, I definitely feel bad for the Florida State players. So yesterday was a signing day. Uh, Dion had the best portal class. Get to that in a second. I will say, um, this is the first time I remember, maybe since the Pete Carroll days, that USC's late flips and late signings were big players. Clearly, they went out to improve their defensive staff and get bigger up front. 
This, fr- this program has been infatuated with receivers, corners, speed, and yesterday it's big. It looks like a, a Michigan class, and that was something to me. Many are speculating that USC is lost, and they're, they're, they're out there without Rose. My takeaway is, oh, no, they'll actually be better. I think their defensive changes to the staff are all positive. Veteran guys who have been NFL head coaches. What's your take on USC today? It's been it's been a turbulent last eight, ten, twelve weeks. It has been. Like we just did a big story on why they were the biggest disappointment in the whole college football season. I mean, to have what they had to go seven and five, talking to a lot of coaches, a lot of people inside the program, it was a team that really had no identity. It really had lost its way. I mean, some of the things, you know, to to talk about you know, kind of what you just said. One of the coaches I talked to used to work at USC, and his point was when we played them, you know, we expected them to try to lean on us. USC has always prided itself on being physical. That team didn't even try to do it. And I think they missed on a lot of transfers. Yeah. I think the other thing that's challenging for them is they were they were really bad on defense, but they were also in disarray. Yes. You know, they had guys who might have been productive players, but you talk to coaches who played them, it was like, they didn't know what they were doing. They had guys in the wrong gap. They had guys, you know, three guys in one gap. It was just a team, and this coach used it of a team of mercenaries of coming out of the portal and jumping in. And they're basically starting all over right now. You know, it's year, it's going to be year three. Lincoln Riley is starting all over. Um, who knows? I mean, I think Danton Lynn did a really good job at UCLA in year one. Now, he's had better players at UCLA than he's probably going to have at USC. First year, yeah. Um, I do like Doug Belk. He He's a yeah. secondary guy. I think he'll help them. Yeah. He came from Houston. He's well-regarded. But who knows? I mean, I think we got to see from Lincoln Riley, can he run a program and build a team? Because... When he was at Oklahoma, he took over for Bob Stoops. Bob Stoops did an amazing job yeah, The culture there. was set. The culture was set, and Bob was a big part of that. And Lincoln did some amazing things on offense. We know he's a good offensive mind. I think the question is, how do you build a team and develop players and have a toughness? And that's something that doesn't show itself. At Oklahoma or here. It's, it's an issue, though that has to be developed during the week and all year. And I think those are the challenges for a head coach that I think, you know, we all think is really smart, but now I think it's like, all right, you know, the the stuff that other people are doing to develop, you know, Kalen DeBoer clearly knows what he's doing. Well, there's a big difference between creating plays and creating a culture. Brandon Staley was smart. He couldn't create a culture. Yes. Harbaugh creates a culture within an hour everywhere he goes. I'll get to Harbaugh in a second. Quickly, Deion Sanders, I think he's great. I think the portal's built for him. And Colorado football doesn't have a huge collective. When you go talk to your sources, do you find people rooting against him? A lot, yeah. Yeah, Because I think they look at it and said, you know, there's more... To them, I think they see it as more style than substance. There's a lot of stuff that comes up because so much of it goes viral and I think that is so different. Like a lot of people, you know this, a lot of people don't like different. Their initial reaction <laughs> is, change. yeah, and they don't. And so I think there was a lot of, okay, look, yeah, there was an overreaction to the beginning when they beat TCU and they started out really fast. And then I think it pendulum back the other way where they were like a seven-on-seven seven team in terms of really good quarterback, good skill guys on the perimeter, nobody in the trenches. 
And those are the things that were really neglected. And I think that's the challenge. Now, what he did well, I thought, in the portal was he got a lot of guys on the offensive line yes. who have played and have experience. And I now think it he, takes two years in the portal. Every, yeah, well, it, the thing is, it's like if you're taking them, just because you've taken them one year, are those guys still with you? Yeah. You know, he's basically bringing in all these newcomers again. Now, I think they're better offensive linemen than what he had last year. Yeah. But now it takes time to gel for these guys. At least they're going to be there in the spring and in the offseason. Last year, a lot of those guys came in post-spring, so there's no cohesiveness. And this came up a lot from coaches. is like, do you have a culture there? And the answer was TBD. One minute left. Harbaugh in six months. NFL or college? I think this is going to be NFL. I mean, I said this on our last Big Noon show. You know, the people I talked to had said the NCAA issues were still hanging over him. And the NCAA issue that, you know, Connor Stallions, signal stealing stuff, that obviously was in the news a lot at the end of the year. The thing that came out on signing day yesterday with the NCAA uh, NCAA basically saying, hey, you notice of allegations is there, is from a different NCAA investigation, yeah. right? So, look, I don't think it's going to be ultimately a money thing that's going to drive him. He came close to winning a Super Bowl. I think people forget how good of an NFL head coach he was because really most good. college guys aren't, yeah. and he has proven to be the opposite. He's tried. He's, he's flirted with the NFL two years in a row. Pete didn't... Carroll did that before he left SC. He flirted for two years. Dolphins were interested. So he's flirting. Yeah, I think if it's the right fit, look, we, you know, everything I'd heard is like his family liked Southern California, his wife did. Yeah. If it's the right fit, look, I don't know if there's anything with the Panthers. I mean, there's going to be options, I think. And yeah. especially if his team wins a national title, go try to win a Super Bowl. I know that thing has been burning for him. Harbaugh wants to take up surfing. I know it. You're going to see Jimmy on a surfboard out here, hoisting a trophy for the Chargers. Bruce Feldman, The Athletic, covering the Rose Bowl, Michigan-Bama for The Athletic, as always, Fox Sports. Back tomorrow, it's The Herd. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. If you're ready for an epic family vacation, there's no better place than sunny Orlando. Exciting thrills, never-ending food festivals, fresh new dining experiences, outdoor adventures, and Florida's natural springs, and so much more. Orlando has it all. And Visit Orlando's vacation planners can help you plan the perfect trip. In Orlando, anything is possible if you can imagine it and that's what makes orlando unbelievably real plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com.